Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and today is Saturday, April the 24th, 2021, and I am here to go over the NBA slate for today. We're going to review the, the two-game early-only slate. Uh, there's a 1 and a 3.30 game, and then we're also going to go over the six-game main slate, uh, which will start at 7 Eastern uh, this evening. So, very good eight games, a lot of huge news still to drop throughout the day. Uh, definitely uh, want to stay in touch with us for that. If you want to uh, jump in with us so that you're in our Discord and you can follow the news as it takes place, because we're always tweaking our lineups, uh, setting some uh, rotations up for any late swap or, or different things that uh, have to take place if you want to win in NBA DFS uh, at this point. So... Uh, we've got you covered uh, from early morning until the late last game tips. So uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can sign up right there, even for as little as a three-day uh, $10 pass. And with our memberships, you get everything that we offer. We offer the four, uh, what we feel are the four main sports that, that people like to play. And we have pros that represent those in the NBA, NFL, MLB, and PGA. So uh, all you need, one membership gets everything for you. You don't have to purchase each individual sport. Uh, so we'd love to have you. All right, let's dive into this two-game early slate. And this uh, podcast will be out in the morning. So you should be able to catch it uh, prior to that. Uh, those two games beginning. Um, the first game, the early game on the slate, it is a one o'clock Eastern game, and it's the Toronto Raptors versus the New York Knicks. Toronto comes in at 25 and 34. The Knicks are 33 and 27. Uh, the Knicks are a one and a half point favorite, so close game expected, but a very paltry 213 and a half over under. Uh, we know that the pace situation in pretty much all Knicks games end up, you know, just being a, a grinded out game. Uh, that's just the way they play and the way they win. So you cannot uh, uh, blame them for, for coming up with a, a really good format to, to uh, attack other teams with and get them out of their game, and they absolutely do that. So uh, in this game, as far as pace goes, Toronto is 11th, which, you know, not bad, but like we just said, Knicks 30th. So that really... Uh, affects that that total uh, in this game. And then, um, you know, the, the other part that is concerning is from a defensive efficiency standpoint, uh, we have the Knicks, the fourth best in the league, and Toronto, a very respectable 11th, considering uh, they've had so many guys in and out uh, with injuries and COVID. As far as injuries in this game, uh, for Toronto, we have uh, Watson out and Boucher out, which is, is uh, interesting news. And Rodney Hood, who they picked up by trade, is questionable. And then for the Knicks, they just have one injury designation, and that's Alec Burks, who remains out uh, for his third game. So uh, to look real quickly at the probable lineups in this uh, affair, You've got Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, and Kim Birch uh, listed as the starting center. You know, they also have Baines that can, you know, will get some minutes in there with Boucher being out. 
So they do have a lot of their guns back that were out for quite some time, uh, which should make this a very competitive game. Uh, the Knicks have their regular starting five, Peyton, Bullock, uh, Barrett, Randall, and Noel. And then, you know, they've got some guards off the bench. Uh, Taj Gibson at, at uh, center comes in for Noel. So it creates, uh, you know, uh, a pretty competitive game, a game, obviously, in my opinion, on a big slate, you, you pretty much avoid it as much as you can because you don't you hate to pay up for a pricey Randall, uh, you know, or Siakam even in this kind of slowdown game. Um, the guard position with Van Vliet and Lowry, they since they both come back, they both chipped in but haven't smashed any slates by any stretch. So really creates a tough game. Um to roster a lot of people in. And then the second game in the early uh, morning or the early afternoon is, is also awaiting a bunch of news, including Embiid. So, you know, where do you have your exposure for this two game? Um, you know, there's a couple options here. If you want to get a, a super value play that shoots the ball a lot and has been shooting it better from three, uh, Reggie Bullock is a, a, uh, an option. I know it seems sort of crazy, but he has been playing pretty decent. So he's one guy. Um, don't think I'm going to go to Randall here. I just uh, I want to utilize. I think the the money, uh, the salary in this second game. Um, the other uh, person for the Knicks that has a little bit of interest is R.J. Barrett. Um, he gets enormous minutes, but he's probably going to draw some uh, Ananobi defense, which is not good. Uh, he's one of the better small forward defenders in the league. So probably going to fade that as well. Um, don't want to get in that constant point guard mix either with Peyton and Rose and quickly, and it's just too frustrating. So, um, you know, on the Toronto side, the big question is, you know, do you take a shot at Lowry or Van Vliet? That's the question. Uh, my tendency here is to go Lowry because his price is way down. He does get some questionable defense when Rose is in there. Um, and then Peyton and Quickly, uh, you know, they're decent but not great defenders. So I think Lowry is a little bit better play. Bullock uh, is a, a good on-the-ball defender, and I think will give Van Vliet a little trouble. Uh, the other uh, cheap guy you can get here is Kim Birch. If you think, you know, if they if he's going to get 25 to 28, even 30 minutes with Boucher out, then he's the best play on this early slate. So you have to consider him. Um, you know, the question is, is he going to be in any kind of a timeshare with Aaron Baines? So that's that's the big question. So there's a few guys here you know, two, three guys at the max that we, we can use in this two-game uh, early slate. All right, let's go right on to the second game. We have <clears throat> Philadelphia 76ers at the Milwaukee Bucks. Philly's 39-20, and 20, Milwaukee 36-22. and 22. Uh, Milwaukee's a big seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and that's because Embiid is questionable. So that line makes me think that he's not going to play, but he was questionable the other day and did play, so you need to watch the news here and plan accordingly. Uh, seven and a half Milwaukee, and it is 230 over under, so 16 and a half points higher than the first game. 
and deservedly so. I think you need to build out your roster, you know, with five or six guys from this game uh, in this early slate. A couple of things. The pace is great. Uh, Ten for Philly, four for Milwaukee. That's going to play right into that high number. The only deterrent is the defense. We've got uh, Philly second and Milwaukee ninth. So these two teams do defend. Uh, a lot of it has to do, though, if Embiid's on the floor for Philly because he's one of the best defenders in the league. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, though. You only have four teams playing in this early slate, and they're four of the top 11 defensive efficient teams. So uh, as far as injuries goes, the big the big news here is twofold. Well, Korkmaz is questionable. That's not one of them, but he is important because he's been starting and playing a lot of minutes. The big news is Simmons is already ruled out, and Embiid is questionable. So, you know, can't really advise on the nose here, you know, until we know that news. And, uh, you know, we may not have a lot of that news until after the beginning of the Toronto Knicks game. But there are plenty of spots strategically that you can position here if you if you want to put uh, you know Embiid in there or Giannis or you know you can make some some maneuvers and where you put them in your lineup so that if one is ruled out you know you can play the other one and then fill in with with some uh, you know uh, a couple of swaps maybe two two man swap with Giannis and Embiid in there with like a George Hill and a DiVincenzo, something of that nature where it's going to give you a little leverage salary-wise that you can make a double switch. A couple guys I like here, you know, if uh, it's pretty easy, if Embiid's out, Tobias Harris uh, immediately comes into play, especially with Simmons already out. So um, Harris would be my top play on this early two-gamer if Embiid sits. Um, If Embiid plays... Um, then not going to go to Harris, probably going to go to Embiid. Um, and then I like George Hill a lot in here. He's he's filled in at, at point a lot uh, here with, with Simmons out. Uh, I know Maxie and Milton are getting some run, but they're super inconsistent. And I would rather go, if I had to go a cheap spot here, uh, I think George Hill and 25 minutes of, of play would be wonderful uh, you know, for a value play. On the Milwaukee side, you know, Drew Holiday's been playing terrific. Uh, no Simmons, so it should let him, you know, get his Jets going. He had a, about 10 days uh, stint there where he was just blowing up the slate. He slowed down a little bit, but uh, I like him in this matchup, even though it's slower. Uh, I mean, uh, good defense. It's not slow. It's a good pace. That's why I like him. But, you know, I think he can overcome – uh, the defensive side, especially if Embiid's out. So Holiday's high on my list. Um, you know, not sure about the Middleton-Giannis scenario here. Uh, it's probably going to go like this. If Embiid plays, I play him over Giannis. If Embiid sits, Giannis makes my lineup. And generally when I play Giannis, I don't also roster Middleton. I don't want to sort of hedge against myself there. So, you know, I, if, if Embiid's out, it's, it's Holiday and Giannis for sure. And then uh, Tobias Harris, George Hill, that kind of grouping. If Embiid plays, then, then it may be a Holiday Middleton with a Hill 
and Embiid. So that's that's the way I see that panning out. More exposure to the second game. A couple of uh, smart one-offs, specifically maybe Lowry, uh, you know, and Birch uh, in the first game. So that wraps up the two-game early slate. Hopefully we crush that. Now we go on to the six-game main slate. The first game is at 7 o'clock. It's the Detroit Pistons at 18 and 42 at the Indiana Pacers 27 and 31. In this game, we've got uh, it's the first night of a back-to-back for Indiana. So that's something to be uh, cognizant of there. Uh, but Indiana needs wins, man. They're four games under 500. They're trying to not make the playoffs, not even the 10th spot if they don't get it going. So I know they're going to roll some guys out. They are favored by four and a half only, which is surprising. They're not a bigger favorite, but the reason being is Sabonis is out. Um, 224 and a half over under, which is very respectable. Pace, Detroit, pretty slow, 22. Indiana does push it their sixth. Defensive efficiency should be a fairly open game. Uh, Detroit 20th, Indiana in the middle of the pack at 14. Injuries are important here. Uh, We've got two Detroit guys, Joseph and Grant Probable. So they're going to have all their their guns here. Uh, Everybody from, you know, Hayes to Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bey. Grant looks like he'll be back, Plumlee and Stewart. So they actually have a pretty deep rotation here against a very banged-up Indiana team. Indiana has Sabonis out, and then three questionable guys, Lamb, McDermott, and Bataze. So that creates uh, an issue. And then on top of that, Miles Turner's already been ruled out. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, well, I mentioned Jeremy Lamb. So we've got a lot of guys there uh, really not looking good for the bigs uh, at all. So... You know, the question is, how, who do you, who do you uh, rile up here in this game uh, to get the minutes and get the points? Um, you know, there's, there is some potential uh, with some of the backups. I think what it mainly does, though, is just shines a, a spotlight on Levert. You know, it was a similar situation their last game, and Levert was, was fantastic. Uh, as long as this game stays close and he gets big minutes, he's going to get all the big shots. Um, you can consider a Brogdon as well. Uh, after that, you know, it's just a lot of backups, uh, you know, the, throughout the entire Indiana team, uh, the, just a lot of rotation of guys. And on, you know, a six game slate, I don't think we need to go to the backup of the backup of the backup center. So uh, more than likely just going to look at Levert and Brogdon here as my Indiana plays. The Detroit side gets very uh very difficult because of they literally have a 10 man rotation. Now, if these probable players play, um, Killian Hayes has been getting decent minutes, but with Corey Joseph, they're going to split, uh, Jackson will probably, you know, rotate with Ellington and different guys. Sadiq Bay can be red hot or ice cold. He's been some of both, which, you know, you expect from a rookie, uh, Jeremy Grant, you know, if he, no limits, if he's playing, is probably the best pay-up guy in this game. Uh, he can have some smash games still. Uh, hasn't been like he was the first half of the season, but he is rosterable. As far as the bigs, you know, the Plumley stewart split 
is just rough to to swallow. I, I like both guys, but not in not in a split uh, share situation. So that is about it um, for that game. Let's go on to the first uh, eight o'clock game of the evening, and we have two of those. It is the San Antonio Spurs at 500 at 29 and 29 at the New Orleans Pelicans, 26 and 33. Uh, the Pelicans are a three-point favorite, and it's a 228 and a half over under. Not bad at all. Um, as far as pace, <clears throat> they're 18th and 14th respectively, so very middle of the pack. Defensively, you've got San Antonio at 12th, and the Pelicans really struggle. They're at 27. So, you know, the 228.5 total suggests a pretty open game. Uh, and there are some injuries that could affect things very dramatically here. Uh, we need this news for sure. DeRozan questionable. And Rudy Gay is questionable. And then on the, the Pelican side, uh, Johnson, James Johnson is questionable. And uh, Adams is probable. So the news from the Spurs is key. Because if DeRozan and Gay said, especially DeRozan, uh, it, it opens up some things big time for uh, DeJounte Murray, who is a, the pl a play I like here a lot. Um, it also maybe gives a little more usage uh, to Jakob Pertl playing the big, which he will against Adams. He should get full minutes. Um, you know, don't want to go with the second and third flight guys from the Spurs. So I'd probably go to those two spots with DeRozan out. If DeRozan plays, then he is automatically, uh, if it's without restrictions, then, you know, more, I'd go more towards uh, two of the three of those with DeRozan being in play as well. On the Pelican side, they've been playing fantastic basketball. Zion, you know, is playing a lot of point forward, bringing the ball up and just daring people to try to stop him going to the basket. And most people can't do it. And uh, I don't think the Spurs have the best matchup for him. I guess, you know, it would be if they had Rudy Gay back off the bench, he could, you know, give him a little body body up. But, you know, he'll he'll eat uh, Keldon Johnson for breakfast and just, you know, blow through some of these guys. And he's way too quick for a big like Pirtle. So Zion's a huge play for me here. I like him even better if Gay doesn't play. And, uh, you know, I'm not afraid. I know his. His price, and we said it on here, I think a month ago, and then three weeks ago, and then two weeks ago, we said he's going to get to 10000 just a matter of time, and he's there. So, uh, But he's a great play. I mean, it's a great matchup uh, you know, for him. Uh, Brandon Ingram's been playing Super Bowl, too, and he is very much in play, but very expensive. So in my book, you can't afford both. I'd lean Zion, um, and, and if, uh, you know, if I changed my mind, it would be to Ingram. Uh, don't really like anybody else on the Pell side at this time. So a couple of big guns in this game, but we do need the rest of that news. All right, the next game, another 8 o'clocker, Chicago Bulls, 25 and 34, nine games under five. I can't believe they're going to miss the playoffs. They got a, I thought they were going to be a team to be reckoned with and a dangerous team if they could sneak in. Miami's 31 and 29, and then we've got uh, Miami on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So that's that is definitely a concern. How is it going to affect their players? Uh, you know, that's the question. 
What they have right now is nobody listed on the injury list, except we know Oladipo has been out for a long time. So, you know, they may roll guys out full minutes here again. None, Robinson, Butler, Ariza, Adebayo, and then their bench. Uh, so, you know, maybe three, four minutes less for the big guys. But I think the majority of their their uh, regulars, even though it's the second night, are going to play. So against a, a shaky Chicago defense, uh, I think Kendrick Nunn is a decent play, the way he's shooting the ball right now. You can always pay up for Butler if you choose not to pay up in a different spot. Uh, he hasn't been breaking slates, but he is due for one of those triple-double kind of games. So have to keep an eye on him. Trevor Rees has been a really good uh, very solid uh, play for value. He will hit some threes, but there is some danger there of him having a flat game. So you got to pick him in the right spots, but I think this is a pretty good one. Uh, Bam's in play too. I think he's, you know, his quickness and explosiveness is going to give Vuk some trouble without question. Um, you know, they may even try to put Daniel Tice on Bam uh, just for the lateral quickness. Uh, which would actually be a good move. Um, so we'll see how that matchup goes. Bam is a little pricier than I'd like. Um, on the Chicago side, since Levine has been out, you know, and he remains out here with Troy Brown, Patrick Williams, by the way, is questionable. So, you know, there are some some possible injuries there uh, that could affect this game uh, for Chicago. Um, Kobe White has been stepping up. He's been a little inconsistent. You know, I respect Miami's Dece. I don't think I'm going to go there. Uh, Garrett Temple's getting full minutes. Tice is not a bad, uh, you know, buy if, if you're looking for value. Uh, and I don't really like Vuk in this matchup either. So 207 and a half, brutal over under. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'll come out of here possibly with a one-off with maybe a none or if for some reason salary opens up for me, uh, maybe a butler. But that's it. Other than that, it is a move on to the next one. The next game is the, the 8.30 p.m. game. It's the Los Angeles Lakers at 35 and 24. Dallas Mavericks, 32 and 26. So an interesting game here. Uh, Dallas won the last matchup when they played the other day. And they go back, right back at it here. But a lot of injury, injuries to mention. On the Lakers side, we have Morris probable, KCP questionable, Schroeder probable, Drummond probable, AD probable. So those guys will probably all play, uh, except for KCP may sit. Uh, two guys, uh, but important ones for the Maver Mavericks, Kristaps Porzingis and Maxi Kleba, both questionable. So, of course, we need to know what the scenario is uh, with Porzingis because that changes a lot of things uh, with the Mavericks. Um, you know, it, it isn't a, a run and grab Luka the second KP's out because the consistent stat all year long has been Luka's uh, performance actually improves just a smidgen, but it actually improves with KP on the floor. So it's not like that usage of Porzingis flies right to Luka. What it generally does is go to a couple of the, the secondary guys. You'll get a lot more shots from Hardaway, Josh Richardson, and Dorian Finney-Smith. So those are three value guys you can look at if Porzingis is out. 
Lucas certainly in play. He had a, a almost a 30-point triple-double against the Lakers in the last game. They didn't have a lot of answers for his penetration to the basket. Uh, however, you know, AD with maybe a few additional minutes, he had a 15-minute cap. The first game, I would assume that's up to about 18, maybe somewhere in there. Uh, so, you know, that's going to help their interior defense big time because AD is a good defender. But watching that game, AD was definitely easing into it. It looked like almost a scrimmage game to him where he didn't extremely exert himself. And I don't anticipate that he will again today. I think they told him, you know, hey, we need you for the playoffs in 17 games. Ease back in. We're going to play him in minutes. Don't extend yourself, you know, ex- extremely much where you could get hurt again because they're expecting LeBron back probably in about a week. And so they'll get a final dozen, 10 games or 12 games together, and then they're going to be dangerous. So um, as far as who I like here, you know, I think with with a lot of the guys dinged for the Lakers, um, you know, KCP scorched him for a bunch of shots, but he's questionable. I think Schroeder deserves a mention here. He's going to get some Richardson defense, but he did well against him last time. Not crazy about him, but <clears throat> he's dangerous. Um, I don't I don't like Kuzma in this matchup. He's, he's probably their biggest threat, but I want to fade him. I think he gets good defense from Finney Smith. Um, AD, you can't play with that low in minutes. I really don't believe it makes sense at his salary. Uh, Drummond still remains in play for me. I'm not doing somersaults, but he did have a real nice double-double against the Mavericks. Mavericks can't guard the interior. So if we can squeeze 24 minutes out of Drummond, I think he's very playable. Um, You know, it'd be great to get 28, but it would really suck to get like 20. So, you know, there is definitely risk-reward there, depending on which side he falls on in the minutes. But I think he's uh, a big danger uh, for the Mavs in the interior. For Dallas, you know, Luke is a if you want to go there. I mean, it's possible. Um, You know, the potential is there. uh, You know, but with his salary as high as it is, it's just it makes it very difficult. You know, other news throughout the day is going to affect it. I'm still leaning to either going with Embiid or Giannis, depending on the Embiid news rather than Luca, and I don't think you can pay up for two of those three unless you really want to, you know, uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel or in case, you know, a bunch of of, uh, news drops and and a ton of value opens up. So um, possibility there, but if if Porzingis sits, I do want to take a few value shots with um, maybe a Dorian Finney-Smith or a Tim Hardaway Jr. All right. We've got the late night after hours two gamer here. It is a nine o'clock game, the Minnesota Timberwolves at 16 and 14, and the Utah Jazz at 44 and 15. Amazing. Um, Utah's favored by 11 and a half, so the biggest spread. Certainly a very possible blowout risk. Um, so a little worried there. You've got uh, pace wise, Minnesota third and Utah 15th, so that's definitely um, uh, a good good sign for this game. However, Utah is the third best defense in the league, and Minnesota terrible at 28. So, 
without Mitchell, you know, a lot of the guys have been picking up the slack. Um, for me in this game on the Utah side, I like I think the guys that are super playable to me are Conley, Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Clarkson. I like the four uh, one, two, and three position guys for the Jazz. Two of those four could very likely make my lineup. I'm not going to roster more than two Jazz because of the concern of the blowout, and that may even be a push, maybe smarter to go with one, um, you know, just because of, of that, you know, would sink the ship. But, uh, you know, it's hard not to play them with the poor defense from Minnesota and the pace that they play at. As far as the Minnesota side, you know, I've been riding a couple of guys in here with Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. Um, and Russell's minutes keep going up a little bit, but not, a, you know, to the point where he's playing a, a full 38-minute run or something like that. So it's against Utah. There's blowout potential. I, you know, I think the ball gets passed around with Rubio, Edwards, Russell, um, you know, Towns. Uh, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm passing Minnesota. This is a game I don't like. Um, I will not uh, be rostering more than maybe one or two guys from Utah and then just moving to the last game. All right, this last game is interesting. And by the way, it is contrarian because that game is a 231 total. Everybody's expecting that game uh, to, to really be high scoring. You're going to get a lot of ownership uh, there. It's the highest game on the slate. So I, I feel like our, our DFS coach talk team has an edge because we're not going to go hard at this game. I think it gets spread around to a lot of guys and has a lot of potential for blowout. So that is our big contrarian move uh, on, on this slate. All right, let's get into this Houston-Denver game. Both teams played last night, so that does have an effect. Uh, and right now, uh, Wood is listed as doubtful. So they don't even have him in the probable starting lineup. And there's, so there's a lot of moving parts to this game. We've got, <clears throat> listen to this poor Houston team. Wall's out, Porter's out, Nawab is out, Gordon's out, Exum's out, Brown's out, Bradley's out, Augustine's out, and Wood is doubtful. How can they get eight guys together? Well, they have a lot of interesting guys. The probable starting lineup. Are you ready for this? Uh, oh, and Avery Bradley's uh, gotten rolled out. So I don't. Armani, Armani Brooks is going to get minutes. Tate Olinick and DJ Wilson uh, are some of the key plays for Houston. Wow, how are they going to stay in this game with Denver? I mean, Denver did not play well last night. They're going to come out a little ticked off. Um, man, I don't like this game. Denver's favored by 14, and I think it could be a 30-point blowout. So huge concern to this game. Um, it is a 222 over-under, which isn't bad. <clears throat> as far as uh, pace goes, Houston is fifth, but Denver slows you down. They're 28th. And then on the uh, defensive side, you've got Houston 25, Denver 15. So what, what a nightmare this game is. Um, we're not even offering the after-hour slate. We decided to do the early two-game slate and then the main slate. Because this after-hour slate stinks. you got two games that could blow out, all kinds of injuries all over the board. I mean, it's, it's a real crapshoot. So uh, not going to have a ton of exposure in these late games. Um, 
Armani Brooks is not a bad play. He's super disappointed yesterday, but you know the the situation is different today. Less guys playing for Houston. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is reasonable, and I think Kelly Olynyk has played fine. So those guys, you know, if you need to dig in and get somebody, you're playing the after hours. Those are the three guys that I would uh, initially recommend. On the Denver side, in a blowout possibility like this, no way I'm paying up for the Joker. Uh, Gordon and Porter just keep sort of riding the middle of the road here, and they're not super cheap, although Gordon is cheap, but he doesn't smash at all. Um, It looks like Barton is questionable. He got hurt with a hamstring. I don't believe he'll play. Um, so it does open some things up, you know, maybe a Composo as, as a, uh, a cheap option, but really don't like that game whatsoever. So plenty of exposure in the main games, you know, of, of the, uh, six games on the main slate, it, more of a four game slate for me, uh, to a three game I'll have out of three games, I'll probably have almost all my positions filled. And I think, that's the way to go, you know, choose your, your spots and stay your ground. And the, uh, mostly fading this Minnesota-Utah game uh, will make us different enough, I think, that we can take some stuff down. <clears throat> so I really appreciate you listening in today. If you want to join us, follow this in Discord and then get our lineups. We give out full lineups in FanDuel and Yahoo. We also give a coach's clipboard on DraftKings. And again, once you join, you get everything that we have, all our content, podcasts, all of our Discord information, the best Discord community in uh, DFS. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, join. If you want to get a free membership with us all the way until June 1st, and and you bet on the games, go to betus.com.pa. Sign up by using the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, and then just... Uh, shoot us a, a DM on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know you signed up for that package. We'll confirm it and we'll put you right into our Discord free until uh, June 1. And then you use the 149 you deposit at BetUS to play uh, and wager uh, there. So it's a great, great deal. <clears throat> I think that is about it. If, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, we always ask our one big ask. Please hit smash the, the like button, the thumbs up button, subscribe. We you know, really on the precipice of taking it to another level from our uh, subscriber numbers. So we'd ask you to please do that. Uh, you know, we have only about literally uh, a third of our members or of our listeners that listen in and don't subscribe. So that that's important to us. And then hit that alert button because, you know, the pods do come up at a little bit of different times. So uh, we want to make sure you don't miss them. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys just crush it today. And, and we're going uh, for a three-game sweep, we're calling it, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-day sweep, if you will. Uh, we had a, a great uh, takedown Andrew did for the After Hours NBA slate, just a beautiful uh, lineup there. Uh, we we smashed in, in top uh 0.03% lineup in baseball uh, on our main hybrid slate. So some good caches last night, and we're looking to carry it right into today. Uh, we've got the 
dynamic duo of Josh and Tyler uh, providing baseball, and then I'll be providing basketball. So uh, it's going to be a fun day of sports. Uh, we hope you jump in our Discord. Find us at DFSCoachTalk.com. And then I'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>